Listener Production. Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. Hey, and welcome to the Dream Club. I'm Linda Mariano. And I'm Brooke Boney, and we're a couple of mates hanging out to give you our hot takes on the most important moments of the week. And we also have time for a little D&M as well. Before we get into it, I think we should probably explain why this podcast is called The Dream Club. We're a couple of dreamers, mate. Hey, you got to have dreams. I always say that to you. I always say it. (laughs) (laughs) But it started because I went to a friend's house and it was a guy. I saw that he had a poster that said, dream big. And I came to work and told Linda. And we said, what an angel that had dream big above his bed and he would look at it every morning and it was really his inspiration and aspiration. And we and we, we kind of joked about it, but also, I don't know, I feel like it was one of those things where it was kind of tongue-in-cheek, but every day we would see each other and we'd go, dream big, Brooke, what's your dream today? <laughs> and then we started calling it the dream club whenever we would mm. give life updates and it would be career it would be mental health, it would be relationships, it would be everything. It would be like, what did you think of this album? What did you yep. think of this movie? So then we'd have a little coffee and a little Dream Club update. <laughs> and so that's what we're going to bring to you every week. Yeah. This is what we're going to be talking about this week. Daft Punk. Daft Punk have called it quits after almost 30 years of making iconic music, iconic records, and I'm sad, man. Is now the time when we reveal that we're actually Daft Punk? I am Thomas Bangalter, guys. (laughs) My helmet is still on. Take the helmet off. It's Brooke and Lindy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I also want to talk to you about another big story this week. Kim and Kanye, they have also come to an end. Not after 30 years, but, you know, everyone's covering this story this week. I'm really interested in what it must have been like for them on the inside of their relationship, particularly because he's got really serious mental health issues. And it's something that has felt very, very exposed in the press. And Lindy, guess what? It's Pisces season! Yes, something that I was (laughs) unaware of, but you made me download an astrology app and I've been testing it out as let's say I'm a, not a mild sceptic. I guess I'm quite on the fence about astrology apps, mm. so we're going to see how it's gone. Also, can I just say Brooke is talking to me while holding balloons because that is how much we're <laughs> celebrating our first episode right now. Squidge them. Brooke and Linda's Dream Club. So first of all, the news about this Parisian duo. They are going to stop the dancing. They are going to stop. They've stopped dancing. No more dancing to Daft Punk. Well, you can dance to their previous records. They put out, well, their version of a statement, which is they put something up onto their Daft Punk YouTube channel, which is a epilogue from a film that they released, what is it, almost 15 years ago now, Mm. Electroma, which I loved when it came out. And it's basically the end scene where they're walking through a desert and one of them blows up and then it just says, you know, Daft Punk 1993 to 2021. So they've called it quits. I'm a huge Daft Punk fan. I feel 
surprised. I feel saddened that we are not going to be able to see them again live. And I kind of feel a little bit like, why? And give me more of a a grand finale, you know? Well, this is the thing, right? Like I was listening to songs this morning because I was like, surely this cannot be. Mm. This must not be. (laughs) (laughs) Please, mercy. Um, But it is. And it does feel like a real anticlimax for two people who have been so creative and so at the forefront um, of, you know, pushing creativity. And just to let you know, their publicist did confirm it. So it's not like some sort of prank or, you know, someone has accidentally uploaded something they shouldn't have. It's real. We're never going to see them live again. No, Linda and I aren't Daft Punk. We are Daft Punks. We've been Daft Punked. (laughs) And then they take it off and it's Ashton Kutcher and Charlie Sheen (laughs) punking us. Yeah, I I agree. I feel with with their artistry, with how much time and effort they put into every one of their productions in terms of how they sound and visually, every step Mm. they have done has been a step forward into the future, whether it was moving into robot territory with something like around the world and pushing them onto this international platform, whether it was bringing back acoustic instruments and landing back into the spotlight with Get Lucky, they've always put so much thought and care into how they're perceived in the public eye. So when I saw this announcement, I went, oh, is, is that is that all is you're going to give me? Is? You're going to give me a clip mm. from a film that I love, but I just... I want a farewell tour. I want, I want a farewell something. album. I yeah. want a Giorgio Moroder sitting on a stand at the front of a church in France, like farewelling them from the music scene. But their legacy is far greater than just their own music, isn't it? And you, as a DJ and music expert, tell me about how big their impact has been and how influential you think they will be going forward when it comes to younger people making music like this. I can't think of another dance artist that has any sort of the impact that Daft Punk has. And you think about that as starting from 1993. You can play songs off that homework record now and it's the foolproof thing. If you are in a DJ set and you are dying and you have lost the club and there is no one on that dance floor, you play anything. You play One More Time, you play Get Lucky, you play Around the World, you play anything from any one of their hit records and you will leave a stamp on that dance floor that makes people feel good and that's something that has permeated throughout their entire career. I feel like what's going to happen now in 2021 is that there's going to be the rediscovery of things like Discovery by Daft Punk and just how ahead of their time but also completely current they have always been and I I can't wait to hear what's going to happen next. I'm going she's to cry. Tearing up. I'm tearing Just up, so you guys. know, she's actually going to cry. I know. Should I keep going and make her cry? Hey, Linda, what is your fondest oh. daft punk memory? Oh, oh, okay, two things, the two extremes, and this shows how amazing daft punk are. One is seeing them on their Alive 2007 tour and absolutely beaming in a crowd in a stadium in Sydney and just having my body like thrown into the air basically by just strangers that were surrounding me. And then the other one is listening to tracks like Something About Us or Make Love on repeat when you're feeling a little bit melancholic because that's the perfection of dark punk. Not only do they play radio songs, 
they play club songs and they play headphone songs. I can't think of another dance artist that does that. R.I.P. Daft Punk. Lindy, some very sad news this week. Kim and Kanye. Kimye is finished after seven years of marriage. Four children together, they have decided to officially call it quits. I think it's really sad. Like the last year of their Mm. marriage has obviously been really tumultuous. He's obviously had some of those big outbursts. Everyone's suffering in isolation, particularly in the US where the pandemic has hit the hardest of anywhere in the world. They've had this huge US election with these polarising candidates in Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And obviously Kanye coming out and saying, you know, really outrageous things about President Trump. And through all of that, Kim stood by him. Did you know that he was going to announce his candidacy or, or, or possible? Uh, I did not. The, um, <laughs> that was news to me. So he'd never even said to you, maybe I want to run for president someday? No, that wasn't a discussion in our household. One of the things that I think is actually shows a side to her that we hadn't really seen before is this really compassionate and caring yeah. side. And um, she released this statement on her Instagram. I understand Kanye is subject to criticism because he's a public figure and his actions at times can cause strong opinions and emotions. He is a brilliant but complicated person who, on top of the pressures of being an artist and a black man who experienced the painful loss of his mother and has had to deal with the pressure and isolation that is heightened by his bipolar disorder. Those who are close with Kanye know his heart and understand his words sometimes do not align with his intentions. So that sort of stuff, it just really tugs at your heartstrings because you sort of think they've tried really, really hard, but at the same time, you know that it's the final season of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Mm. And so I am sort of, I do feel a little bit cynical about it. So you're saying it feels like that there's the circle that's business, Keeping Up With The Kardashians, there's a circle that's your private life. You kind of intersect them at the controlling moment that you want it to be, which is what Kim feels like she is so good at. She is a businesswoman. She knows what parts of her personal life she slices into the pizza that's keeping up with the Kardashians. And often she doesn't cross a line. She knows when she's putting up her pictures of her kids. She knows when she's releasing a new Skims range, all of that. So when her heart is married to someone that breaks those rules Mm. and probably does it in a really unpredictable way and then all of a sudden you throw a pandemic and you throw the public criticism and all of that into it and you lose that control, it would be heartbreaking and it would be really hard to wrangle that into the storyline of your life, which is also being broadcast on television. I think that I definitely want to keep my relationships, you know, a little bit more guarded. It's something that I hold sacred. Just for privacy reasons, I think I've just grown up a little bit and and value privacy a little bit more than I did in the past. The part that I think I'd like to zone in on a little bit just for a second is, you know, those who are close with Kanye know his heart and understand his words sometimes don't align with his intentions. Who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was. A god. That's who I think I am. I had plastic surgery because I was trying to look good for y'all. I got liposuction because I didn't want y'all to call me fat. About slavery for 400 years, for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. (laughs) Like, you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? There would be a lot of people around him who benefit from, you know, saying yes to him all the time, Mm. who benefit from parts of his genius that come from, you know, um, episodes of mania. 
and um, who, who frankly, like financially just benefit from being in close proximity to him. What do you reckon those people would be saying in those moments? This is me speculating, but I feel like Kanye is a great example of an artist that is surrounded by most likely a lot of yes people, a crowd of people that financially or just statusly benefit from being in proximity to that person. So they're saying yes. They're saying yes to the outlandish claims. They're saying yes, run for president. They're saying yes, do these things. And they're getting paid or they are still collaborating. And it's hard in those circumstances. And you see it again and again and again. You see it with Amy Winehouse. You see it with Demi Lovato. You see these people that are so thrown into the spotlight and are so successful at the cost of their own mental health. And you even see the public start to turn on them Mm. because there's perhaps no one there giving them the hard chats or lending a real helping hand as opposed to pushing them out onto the stage night after night. Well, like we saw that with Amy Winehouse and her father and and her hangers-on who were, you know, um, around her and taking drugs and doing that sort of stuff. And it's so heartbreaking. It's so, so heartbreaking. You know, Denzel Washington, uh, my good friend, Denzel, Mr. Washington. Do you call him Washo? Um, like, do you get it mixed up with Megan Washington? I, call him, I actually call him DW. You know, that's just a little thing that we Wait, do. Wait, DW. DW. No, we don't really. But I did do an interview with him very recently and he said, In prosperity, our friends know us. In adversity... We know our friends. Boom. That's some, some wisdom right there. I th- I wish Kanye had a little bit more of that because I feel like it's been going on for a while. You know, we listen to some of his older tracks and he references getting into a zone or being the illest. Have a listen. Doctors say I'm the illest because I'm suffering from realness. Got my captives in Paris and they going gorillas. Now watching the throne. Don't let me get in my zone. Don't let me get in my zone. So I don't think that these are new experiences. There would be people who would have, you know, known just how unwell um, he could potentially become. What do you do, Lindy? You finish off the season of keeping up with the Kardashians and you draw a line under it. You don't marry a Kardashian, I think, is the lesson in that. But she's single now. I was going for it. Who do you reckon she's going to go out with next? Me as Tom Punk. (laughs) (laughs) Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. Brooke Boney. Linda Mariano. Bringing you the Dream Club. Are you feeling powerful right now, Linda? I am, actually. Well, that could be because there's a new moon. Oh, no, the new moon was last week. We're coming into full moon season now. Mm -hmm. It's Pisces season. And I know all of this because I am so deep in horoscope world at the moment. You do. You love your astrology. And let's divulge this. You know when you're with someone and you do a little bit of a a pity app purchase? This always happens. You know, someone recommends something to you. They say, watch this film. Oh, you've got to watch this thing on Netflix. So good. And you go, I'm putting it on my to-watch list. Meanwhile, in your head, you're just writing gibberish into your phone. You know you're never going to watch that. But when someone says this about an app, Sometimes I, because I'm a people pleaser, I'm sitting there purchasing those apps. So a couple of weeks ago, Brooke says to me, 
download this astrology app. It will it will change you. Do it. It'll give you some direction. Give it a go. It's called Channy. So I know everybody is into CoStar. I feel like Channy is, I don't know, the big sister, the cooler older sister to CoStar who's, you know, maybe a bit younger, maybe a bit more inexperienced. No shade. Ooh. No shade on those of you who were, um, you know, who were co-star That's lovers. That's a hot take. All I'm saying is welcome to Channy time because I'm about to change your frigging life. You're about to Channy my life. Yeah, I'm about to Channy shit up. Channy that energy, bitches. Here we go. <laughs> so I downloaded Channy a couple of weeks ago. Channy Nicholas is the woman behind it. She's known as a progressive astrologist. She's a political activist. She's a queer rights activist. And she's been doing astrology for decades. She's from Canada. And so I downloaded the Chani app and I've given it a go. To give you a bit of background, it doesn't just come up with things like weird um, statements. Like, you know how sometimes CoStar will throw something up at you like, it's time to unpick those knots with the fingernails that you've grown over the last 40 years. And you're like, what does that mean in the context of my life? This one is a lot more useful. So it has things like a meditation. It has things like journaling prompts and it has a couple of different podcasts. Yes. So tell me, how did you go? All right. So the premise is I'm on the fence about astrology. So with this, with your recommendation, I thought I'm not going to focus so much on the why or the how, but I'm just going to, I'm going to go for this ride. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to jump on board. Thank you. Let the universe take me on a journey. One question. Briefly, let me interrupt you. Give it to me. Was it accurate? It absolutely <gasps> was. I've not told you this. Boom. I could I actually couldn't believe it because I was ready to critique the shit out of it. Because I don't know, I'm I'm just such a skeptic. I'm such a little cynic. And I thought, how's this, you know, this is just gonna feed into, you know, um me wanting to be duped or something. Mm. So I I got it, I I read my forecast for the week and I kind of half took it on board. And then about four days later, something happened in my personal life on Friday last week. And I went, hold on a second, Chani wrote this in my thing. And I went back and I opened the app because I was like, I remember that she wrote this and then she also gave me advice on what to do. I won't tell you exactly what happened, but it was something very personal and very tricky. You got your period for the first time. I was like, what do I do? How do I put a tampon in? <laughs> What's a moon cup? So I I went back, I read it, exactly what she'd said was going to happen around Friday and Saturday happened. Exactly how I needed to take care of it, I ended up doing it and problem solving and feeling really great about it. So that was last week. This week I checked it again and again something massive that came up in the last day with my family has been written about there. So I don't know what this is. I, like, I can't. <laughs> you must be feeling so satisfied right I now. I feel so vindicated. I cannot tell you because let me just explain this to you. Linda was looking at me, rolling her eyes, looking very smug about the I fact that I was eating some rigatoni. I was not going to be into total it. Total skeptic. And I was like, no, Linda, this one is different. Please just hear me out. Because there have been so many things where she's been like, 
Okay, so this is a week where uh, I don't even know what the language means. Like it's like she's speaking in Italian or French. I mean, we don't know the difference between <laughs> them anyway. <laughs> um, she's like, Jupiter's sextiling Mars. And I was like, okay, that sounds rude. Chani, how dare you? Yep. Don't want to have that on speaker. Yep. No, but she'll say like a bunch of things and you don't really know what it means. But she's like, oh, that means that career is going to be a big focus this week or relationships are going to come to an end. And... Let me just tell you, it's happened to me a few times and it's sort of a bit spooky. One of them was when we were, you know, coming in to do a podcast thing and it was like this big, huge collaboration. Another one was like, um, was a dating thing, which is so obscure. But when you say dating thing, which is so obscure... That sounds really not obscure. Don't listen to Brooke saying it's at some dating thing and it Today, felt specific. Today, you're going to meet someone who has teeth. <laughs> Be yeah. careful what they do with those teeth. Yeah, so it it felt personal and honed in and kind of evidence-based and I liked that. So what I'm saying is it's a two for two at the moment. Okay, well, I cannot wait to see where it takes you. I haven't done any of the more um, spooky stuff like making an altar because I just can't imagine like inviting someone over to my house and being like, oh, yeah, the coins uh, represent this and the blackberries there. Well, that's because of the, the moon being at this particular point. I haven't the gotten to the altar so bit. I need to there's do an, an altar. There's, there's a section that's like altar suggestions and I feel like that's maybe that's too a far. bridge too far. Yeah. Okay. Getting out my crystals and, yeah, you know, charging them. But I don't know, maybe I should. Maybe there'd be more abundance. Maybe there'd be more advice. But for now, I feel like the Pity app purchase has been a solid 10 out of 10. Do you know what I say to that? You're welcome. And you are welcome as well. Go and download Chani right now. You won't regret it. Also, Chani doesn't sponsor this. But you can FYI. if you but want Chani, to. Nicholas, Chani, Nicholas, yeah. we're here. If you want to either be best friends with us or if yeah. you want to sponsor us, yeah. please go right ahead. We're here for it. Predict that. Put that in my forecast next week if you agree. <laughs> Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano. The Dream Club. <laughs> Lindy, guess what it's time for? A Dream Club update. Dream big. You are beautiful. You are pretty. Don't get adult braces. I love you so much. One day you'll have a really nice boyfriend. And you'll be able to get a dog one day just like everybody else. Freeze your eggs, cover all your bases. Buy the pen. Yes, it's time for our proper DNM. This is what started the whole dream club in the first place. The thing that each of us is proper dreaming about this week. And for me, I've been diving into the new book, Darkness is Golden by Mary Huang. She's a Sydney psychologist. She's the starter of the Indigo Project, which I know you have taken part in before, right? It's the audio meditative Mm. therapy rolled into one experience. I've done the full album experience and it's like a moment of grace. It is so wonderful. We definitely have to do that. So Mary's new book is called Darkness is Golden. She wrote it about a pretty dark time in her life. But the thing that I love about it is from the opening statements of 
the fact that we all have light and dark within us. It sounds airy-fairy, but believe me, the way that Mary puts it is so poetic, but also so beautifully evidence-based. Like, it's real case studies. It's about her life. It's about patients that she's dealt with and about post-traumatic growth and what can happen within you. So I'm taking that energy on board this week, as well as Chani. How about that? New year, new me. Oof. Is it too late to say new year, new, new me? No, because it's only just been Chinese New Year, Linda. That's so right. So you're allowed to Thank say it if you want. Thank you for respecting my culture. Gong hei fat choy. You know what I've been thinking a lot about this week? The power of black women in driving forward change. I've watched a couple of movies recently, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah and The United States versus Billie Holiday. You guys don't have access to them yet because um, they're not oh, out. Oh, just rub it in, bro. Just rub it in. Just rub in your access all areas, pass. But it just made me think about how much women drive change and how much... Uh, there's just this unrelenting will to survive and to bring everyone with them. And I'm going to leave that with you. Take that strength into your day. Gosh, we're earnest. We're real dream biggers. It's a real, real big full moon dream this week, <laughs> Lindy. Woofy, we're done. <laughs> this is the end of our first episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys so much. Please, please take a photo of wherever you're listening to it and send it to us. If you download the Chani app, you simply must tell us how accurate it is. We want to hear the spookiest stories. Spooky. Oh, and stay in touch with us on Instagram at The Dream Club. Download the new listener app and listen for free every Wednesday. Lindy, Wolfie, give me more of a a grand finale, you know? You're welcome. (laughs) Listener.